I would have that conversation that we had about how uh, TikTok is not like Instagram, where it's you're supposed to be exposed to all of these new things from new people from around the world that you don't know. Um, and you have this incredible once in a lifetime potential and chance to upload yourself to this platform that can and will skyrocket you with the right kinds of content. So I would probably, what I would say to him is you're leaving a lot of money and opportunity on the table by not being on this. Um, there is a tribe for you and they're, they're just waiting for you. And by you not being there is, is leaving money on the table. Yo, that yo, that was a clippable moment. I'm I'm gonna take that clip right there and just and edit it up in my style. Sweet, clip it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. My name is Tom Boyd. This is the show where I uncover how creators are building brands online, from their monetization strategies to their mindsets to their creative process. Today, we're talking to Sean Ulashim, who is a creator who is helping you lead a more impactful life by making entertaining and insightful videos on. TikTok. Yeah. And he's sitting around 500,000 followers that he's accrued in a short period of time, just a couple of months. And in my opinion, he's created the most relaxing video on TikTok, which is a bit of an oxymoron, but he was able to do it. And we talk about that in this show. And he also has a full-time job as a video content creator for a really dope brand. And we go deep into that as well. Sean makes the case for why you should be on TikTok as a creator. He breaks down his creative process that has helped him build this large audience so quickly and we break down practical ways creators should be thinking about monetizing their content before we get into the show do your boy a favor click the apple podcast link and subscribe and write a sweet review that i can screenshot and send to my mom proving to her that actual humans listen to my content all right that's it let's get into the show i was checking out your account and i realized that you've made the most relaxing video on tiktok that's right and relaxing <laughs> and t relaxing and tiktok usually don't go in the same sentence so can you right. tell me why it was so important for you to make that specific video yeah i mean with the the short version is i just i wanted to relax too because i just feel so mm. stimulated a hundred percent of the time you know i mean that's what tiktok is that's what social media is and i just figured like everybody's dancing and everybody's doing the trend and the lip sync and the duets and all that and i just there's no no one was making a video that was like hey just chill you know and uh it's <laughs> it seemed to hit like a lot of people too because like if you go through the comments on that on that one video people are like man i'm crying and <laughs> it's just crazy because like i didn't do anything in the video i just breathed you know uh so I just, I, I saw Bro. a gap and I just, I filled it. <laughs> Tell me oh. more about, uh, you, you solved the problem for you. You were like, Hey, I want to slow down. Uh, tell me more about, um, just that whole approach that you bring to TikTok. Yeah. So my, you know, my whole thing with TikTok is like, just add, you know, add value where you can. Cause like, you know, and like, I'm sure so many other people know, it's just such a, such such a shit show all of the time like there's it's entertaining and it's funny and you'll laugh and you see some hot girls or whatever but like man what what value is that adding to your life so like i'm trying to make these videos that a make you think b entertain you a little and c you can leave with you know a little bit of knowledge or like you can you can think you can remember that one tiktok that looked better than all the other tiktoks that you saw that day and it was this one guy with long hair and a stupid mustache that was like Hey, breathe. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, it's just from a holistic point of view, I'm just really trying to just add a little bit more mindfulness, um, mostly into my life. But I think, 
you know, if I can affect a bunch of other kids on the internet, I'm going to do it as well. Totally. Uh, and, and I think you're doing a good job at it. Uh, and I, I see the way that you're, um, you're able to be, uh, as a creator, you've developed this, this brand, this audience where I feel like a lot of people are, are getting that same experience. You know, you're doing ongoing series. What are some of the other series that you have on yeah. your, on your TikTok? <laughs> so, um, the, the big, maybe the only series that I really take seriously and didn't at first was this series called testing your attention span, which yes, <laughs> yes, stupid dude. I'm laughing at myself thinking about it now. Bro, like, bro, I feel like you're, you're hacking the algorithm a little bit because well, you're literally challenging people to watch the whole thing, but it's all, it's still adding value to them at the same time. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. So like my, you know, I decided early on, I started my account January 1st and I'm like, I'm going to make an account that's all about mindfulness and, and just how to be a better person as if I, I'm, tw- you know, going on 24 as if I know anything about life yet. So I just made it my mission to like, you know, do that. And, uh, I started making like, you know, how to meditate and how to, you know, journal and all of this. And then I was like, man, but like the, I can't even focus on these things myself. And like, so how can, how can, you know, Johnny who's 13 from Kansas do anything like me? So I was like, okay, well I got to really go back down to the basics of like, just pay attention to something. And like at the time, you know, it was just a minute. Now there's three minutes. So, so the whole, don't, sorry, let me back up. The whole idea was like, just make a video that you have to focus on for a whole minute and just take that one minute out of your day to, to really focus on just being mindful about being present and being attentive. Um, and it, I had no idea. I did not know it was going to take off as much as I did. I posted the first testing your attention. And I said, at the very beginning, the hook was, you can't finish this video. Try it. It's not going to work out. Then I go into my whole thing. This is testing your attention to show the testing improves your attention span for the better. And then I just talk about attention span for about a minute. And it's all real information that I found on the internet somewhere. I, who knows if it's credible, but it's something. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. It's TikTok. Um, but uh, <laughs> I woke up the next morning to like 300,000 views and hella comments being like, I finished this out of spite. And it just, it was so interesting <laughs> because like, you, I'm not holding you at gunpoint. You could scroll away if you want. And it's just so crazy how many people are like, nope, this brown kid on the internet said I can't do it, so I got to do it now. So, yeah, it's a little it's a little hacky, but it's also, you know, the value there is just improving your attention span. Exactly. You you, you use the hacks that other people would use, like, for people's own good, right? And exactly. and that's sort of my – some people – I was talking to someone, and, and they, you know, they under – they see sort of, like, from, from like, a general – uh, overview of like what social media is doing to the world. And so they decide to completely boycott it. And my thinking is people are going to use it either way. So we might as well, the good guys that really want to add value and use it to impact to people and, and, and help people thrive to use it for good. You know, if if everyone if all the good guys abandon it, then it's just going to be nothing but filth. So exactly, I, I love I love the approach. And so, like an idea like that, how do you, uh, where do you, where do your ideas come from for this? Are you journaling? Is it you know you're at work and you think of something for a video like that? Like how how does that idea come to be? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, to answer that, I'd probably have to. I'll give you the short version of like the whole, my whole account. So basically I've been on TikTok since before TikTok. Like I was on musically, I wasn't on it. I was just consuming it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've all, and then it made, came, 
became TikTok, and I was like, okay, I'll just like keep consuming. And I had an account before; it wasn't really serious. Um, outside of TikTok and work, I'm a, ma- a professional magician, so I was like posting card stuff on TikTok. Some of it, you know, picked up, and some of it didn't. It wasn't really taking it seriously. And I had a couple friends that blew blew up in a major way. I don't know if you know the card guy. Um, he's, I mean, he's got, I he was, he was one of like, the I first can get TikTokers. it right away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. He's got 16 million followers now. And Something um, light. I, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was like, man, I mean, there's always been a part of me ever since I was a kid that like wanted a, an audience. And so the new year came around and I'm big into new year's resolutions, but only doing one big one, you know? So like every year I try to do a big thing and stick with it for the whole year. So this year, 2021, I was like, I'm going to start a new account from scratch and I'm not going to do the card thing because I've been doing cards on social media since 2013 or whatever. And I, wa- I want to mm-hmm. do something. I want to see Fresh. if I can. Yeah, I want to see if I can, you know, actually live up to my self-given title of social media guy. So I was like, okay, hey, what's my whole theme? And I had just watched, um, what's it called? The Social Dilemma. And I was like, yeah, social media is bad. but I- So I'm going to be the change. So I started my account. Um, and the original username was at resolution reminder. And my whole idea was to make little mm. video logs for myself, literally not as a hack or anything, literally for me, Sean. So I could look at TikTok every day cause I'm on it and I could track like, okay, am I getting after these res- these like goals and stuff, literally videos for myself. And then it slowly turned into obviously other people saw him and they were like, Oh, this kid knows what he's doing. And it probably came from like little bit of advice that I have, but also like my filmmaking background. And so I just had this niche of like good looking content and is also good sounding content and good emotional content or whatever. So I changed my username to my name and I just started, I just really sat into this role of like, okay, I'm just going to be, if I'm going to be like, if Gary V was Keanu Reeves and a little bit Asian. So <laughs> that's sort of like, that's like where I'm getting at now. So yeah, these, the ideas to answer your question, there's a long way to answer your question. The, the ideas for videos are like things that I experience in my daily life. Like I wish I had a better attention span. I wish that I was, I wish that I could journal better. I wish that I was as productive as, you know, I see Gary Vee being or these other entrepreneurs being. And the other part of that yep. is like, I have this like real obsession ever since high school. I, my whole high school project was on social media, but I have this big obsession with like the internet because it's such a, I keep coming at it with like this new lens of like, dude, this this is like a once in a lifetime technology. And it's weird to say that because obviously we've grown up with it, but like there was a point in time not too long ago where the internet didn't exist and people had to send physical pieces of mail to communicate. And now we have this thing, this magical thing that we can spread ideas at the speed of light. Are you kidding? So of course I'm going to use that in the best way I can. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's a combination of that. And then just like, you know, real personal, personal experience in, in, um, what I, what I consider to be good advice. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Sorry about um, that. I kind of one. Ran. So what was this, what was this specific goal mm-hmm. at, at new year's? What was new that year's goal? Was, Just to grow on TikTok? Yep. But specifically I want 1 million followers and I'm not going to stop there, but like that's, I was like a million. Let's is get like it. A, yeah. No, my, my, you know, like if you see a million next to someone's name, you're like, that person maybe knows what they're talking about. And I want that to be me, <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's also, yeah, I yeah. do. I back it. I back it completely. Yeah. I, um, and, and like when you talk about the ideas, it's so easy to create an account off of anything that you want. Like someone, if they want to create an account, how to be a, like a fly fisherman, 
They could literally just go to Fly Fisherman Twitter, go to Fly Fisherman Reddit, and just yeah. repurpose anything they're learning into talking head TikTok videos. Exactly. Dude, and that that's a good point too, because like I brushed off TikTok as I'm sure so many of other of people my age did, as like that's where teens go to dance and be sexualized. Yeah. Because and and like I yep. as soon as you say TikTok, I think it's changing now, but six months ago, if you were to say, Oh yeah, I'm a TikToker, all of a sudden you don't take this person seriously, you know? But now I realized after just a month of doing TikTok, like actually seriously this year, after a month of it, I was like, dude, I found a tribe of people who A, like me (laughs) and B, respect me. And I think that's so true. So for example, like the fly fisherman thing, that's awesome. Like you can, you can be with other fly fishermen and you can learn the ways of fly fishing or you can, you can tap an audience of people who didn't even know they wanted to know about fly fishing. I'm, you know, that's, it's such a cool thing. Like I follow a bunch of people that are like skateboarders and I, I yeah. couldn't step, I can't even look at a skateboard without falling, but I'm so interested in skateboarding that I'm going to watch these skateboarders. Totally, just, man. So and, and, cool. I, and I think it's so important for, I, I, I have this phrase, this idea that it, it, it's a, it, it's impact driven creators or attention driven creators hmm. and impact driven they're storytellers and teachers, and they understand how to get attention. Attention-driven are only people that are here to hack the algorithm and get attention. They're you know, the typical vloggers you see that end up getting in trouble because all they were doing was trying to hack attention and sure. um, with headlines, thumbnails, and all this stuff. But you, you can tell from the jump that like people like you, right, right now you're inspiring thousands of people potentially to create the similar type of content then are then they're going to inspire people to make this type of content that is more from the in, impact driven side of things now in one of your videos you 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 do these fun little quotes mm-hmm. and you, you you mentioned a quote and I want to I want to kind of uh get your thinking on it you don't have to be great to start but you have to start in order to be great so yeah. tell me how that applies to your start, uh, your the, the launch of this this TikTok account that you're currently working on. Yeah, I mean it's it's as it's as face value as it gets. Like you don't yep. you don't have to be. I mean, dude, you especially on TikTok, you do not have to be an expert in cinematography or lenses or light or editing. Any, it's made, TikTok itself is made for the average person. Average Joe to pick up the phone, record a funny clip and post it to the internet and have bunches of people see it. You don't have to know everything to do anything now, which I think is awesome. So for me, I mean, I just, I did see that quote on Google and I was like, guess I got to make a video about it. But after thinking about (laughs) it for a sec, dude, I like so many people uh, and my friends too, like they want to do things, especially on the internet. They want to be Twitch streamers. They want to be or they want to sell their art. They want to whatever, but they're just so afraid of starting because you're just so much, you're so afraid of failure and that I've never been a bigger proponent of failure. Like, I just think you should mess up so many times because that's the only way you learn. And that's the reason people don't start. And just, and by not starting, you're taking three steps back and one step forward. And it's just, everything is all about starting for me. You just got to go for it. And listen, you talked about TikTok a little bit earlier and about how it's it's kind of changing the way it's being understood. And mm-hmm. uh, I felt the, the same way. And the more I explore it, you know, I, the content I created, it was it was for Instagram, short, Instagram reels. And then I realized I was posting them on TikTok and TikTok was 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 
putting me in front of – I had this idea that, like, TikTok views weren't real. You know, when I started posting, I was like, they're like – they don't really even count, right? It, right? It's like I don't even know if there's real people behind these these usernames. <laughs> right, then right. it started putting me in front of, like you said, a tribe, a lot of like-minded, creative, entrepreneurial individuals yeah. that like you, right? Like, literally, if I'm not posting the TikTok, it, 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 I started to see that there there's actually real um, – community building utility from TikTok. I, I just started to appreciate it way more now today than, than I did in the past. And the other thing about it is it's very much a, a game where you don't have to be as like pretty or polished as you are on Instagram, mm -hmm. where there's like a lot of like um, everything has to be prim and proper on Instagram, where I, I, what's, what's the analogy here? It's It's like it's the difference between going to like a um, a restaurant that like you know you have to <laughs> there's like a dress code for yeah, or yeah, yeah. going to the hole in the wall bar where you can hang with your buddies like right. like you can say a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter at the hole in the wall bar and then like eventually one joke takes off everyone laughs that, that's yeah. not the perfect analogy but I think you get what I'm saying yeah. but on TikTok it's an it's an at bat game where people have short attention spans and 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 they forget that oh three video videos ago he he made something that wasn't entertaining but people are swiping it it's all right 15 seconds of my time that's fine yeah <laughs> dude tiktok and i i had that same realization too is that you know instagram which is where that's my world like i was i'm you know i don't put a lot of effort into tiktok uh, in, into instagram anymore cuz i'm all tiktoked out but like <laughs> yeah, yeah um you know instagram is based off of like you met a guy at a bar and you want to follow him because he makes glass art. Great. And now you see him on your feed amongst all of the, all the celebrities and all the brands you follow, but you follow, I mean, you, you scroll through your feed of people you follow and those are the people you know and you like, and you, you know, for a fact that you care about, you know, whatever they're posting. TikTok goes without saying it's so crazy because every swipe you're going to get a new person for the most part. And you're just, it's, it's sort of like a looking glass into the world around you of people you don't know are who are yet, you are yet to know and the things that you are yet to love or fall you know fall in love with it's just this really interesting platform that i you know we don't think about or talk about enough because like it's just the norm now it's throw it's throwing you these ideas that it thinks you like from people you have never met and these create like you and i we i've literally never spoken until today and obviously we're best friends now <laughs> but it's just we're, like, we're, we're obviously going to go on vacation in, in right. next month together, you know, exactly. <laughs> like we would have never met if it wasn't for the algorithm and for the you, for you page. If I was if yeah. I was doing this on Instagram, there is zero chance that I would be on a podcast with you. Dude, you know what I mean? that is yeah. that is such a great take on it, man. I, I, I'm with you. Even in the last like two weeks, I've been like totally sold on where I need to put my attention. And it and it is TikTok. So yeah. I want to. I, one, let's talk about your. So, is this your full time thing, or is this um, a complimentary side passion of yours? It's a side passion right now that um, I very much want to turn into a very profitable side side passion. Um, I I have a Admirable. day job. I have a day job that like, it's not like a cubicle thing. Like, I really enjoy my job. It's it's awesome. sort of yeah. It's I mean, I could talk. Should I go into that? Yeah, let, let, let's talk. Let's talk about that for sure. Okay. Yeah, so um, I work at this apparel brand in Portland uh, called Portland Gear, and it's exactly what it sounds like. We make gear for Portland. This is our logo. It's a P with an organ in it, and it's it's very – it's not like touristy gear. Like it doesn't say like, I saw Sasquatch while I was in Oregon. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like – it's very uh, curated, and it's tasteful, and it's 
vintage inspired and it's um it's just sort of this hub for like entrepreneurs and people who are creative and people who love the city of Portland and want a way to, you know, show their pride. The whole brand was started by uh, this guy, Marcus, who's my friend now, but um, he, you know, realized that Portland, the city doesn't really have a symbol to show off. It's pride. Like Los Angeles has the LA Dodgers logo. New York mm -hmm. has the Yankees logo. If you see that on a hat, you're like, okay, that guy's from New York or likes New York. Yep. Portland didn't really have that. We have the trailblazers logo, but that's a pinwheel that doesn't, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not like a letter or whatever. So he came up with this logo that's super simple and super Nike inspired, honestly, and, and, um, posted it to his Instagram account and woke up to 5,000 orders. And all of a sudden he's got this brand that is, uh, the image of like entrepreneurial success, like off of social media. And now we have two locations. And, um, so it's a really cool job that I get to do. I'm, I'm the videographer. So I'll do event capture and like brand video. And then also more recently I'm, I'm their TikTok guy. So it's just my whole job. My whole life actually is just based around video creation, which I couldn't, I could, this is my dream job to be honest. That's, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, now let's unpack that a little bit. Okay. Uh, for the TikTok part of it, are you doing like talking head videos, sort of like what you're doing on your TikTok, or is it more you're repurposing a lot of the content that you've already shot for them and you're repurposing them for TikTok? So that's a that's a great question because the obvious th the obvious type of content to us, to me, to make for the Portland Gear TikTok would be about entrepreneurship and about brand and about our how we merge our store and yada, yada. And I was making yeah, those yeah. videos in the style of TikToks. That's like voiceover, sped up footage, trending audio. And like, they looked like yeah. TikToks. And to me, I was like, how come these aren't blown up? I did the, I did our whole, I did a five part series about how Portland Gear was started, the longer version of what I just told you and everything flopped. Um, but I did this one video just two months ago now of I set up the camera and the text is things only Portlanders get. And I walk back into the frame and I point up on the drop of whatever song. And it says, um, there's this street in Portland that's spelled C O U C H. And most people, if you don't know, would, would pronounce it couch cause it's spelled like couch, yeah. but it's actually pronounced cooch that cause this guy, John cooch was a founder of Portland. So it's called cooch street. So I okay. point to this guy and the text that comes up says it's cooch, not couch, but it's spelled the same way. So it's funny. And I hashtag PDX Portland, all of these Portland hashtags woke up to a hundred thousand views, found mm. it, figured it out. So now the Portland, Portland culture, that's it, baby. Content. Dude, people, yeah. people can't relate. Not a lot. Mm. The, there, there's more people that can relate to quirky things about Portland that we find boring because we're locals. Yeah. There's more people that can relate to that than how to start a brand off Instagram. That's interesting wow. to us. But hey, if you're if you're a brand for the city, you have to speak the city's language. And that's being annoyed at people who don't know how to pronounce cooch, you know, highlighting, making fun of people who drink IPAs because they think they taste good. It's just it's just all about it's yeah, just yeah, all yeah. about tastefully Push into making the cliches a little bit. Exactly, yeah. dude. So like as soon as I did that, I realized, OK, I have to sort of make TikTok kind of the modern incarnation. I don't know if you've ever, ever seen the show Portlandia. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So it was on Netflix or it was on TV a while ago. So my whole goal is to just be Portlandia for TikTok and it's worked out. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. It's very cool. We, we have a really good engagement rate and it's just as soon as I pivoted away from doing the things that interest me as a creator, which is how to start a brand, how to merch a store, how to design shirts. As soon as I pivoted from that to quirky little memes about Portland, all of a sudden our audience grew 
tenfold. We started reaching hundreds and thousands of millions of people. And it's just, it's, it's just mind blowing that it's sometimes that all it takes is just a little pivot. Now, when you made that first series mm-hmm. and it flopped, was there any pressure from your company? Like what is the creative kind of like feedback there? Like, or yeah. is the sort of the, the culture, Hey, um, we trust Sean, he's going to figure it out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the fortunate position of like, I, this is not, you know, a big corporate gig. This is a small bit, a very small business that has a pretty wide audience to be honest. And they didn't even need, the, they didn't even know they needed a video guy until they hired me two years ago. So got well, honestly, we got on TikTok pretty late. Marcus, my boss was pressuring me to get on TikTok a year ago. And I was like, I was in the mindset of like, no way I'm not going to do the woe in front of, you know, a bunch of people and make our brand look so childish. But as soon, and I sort of started taking Portland Gear TikTok seriously this year as well. As soon as I started taking it seriously, I sort of realized, okay, there's a tribe of Portland people. So yeah, when that one series flopped, when we all thought it would do great, it was a little disappointing, but at the end of the day, Marcus has this really great big picture view of like, at the very least, you know, a thousand people across five videos saw our logo and that's better than, better than a poke in the eye. So it was all good. Like, it's fine. I was really disappointed in myself, but like, yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. And, and the reason I asked that, I think, um, cause I've worked a lot of client projects. I have a day job. There's a different type of creative pressure when it's like, for someone else you know like there it's you there's the i i find that like i have less anxiety you know for me i'm like i understand you got to experiment you gotta you gotta throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall like i say and see what sticks um but when you're working for a brand whether it's a one-off client or someone consistently there's a little more um depending on like the you know, the, the type of collaborative relationships within that company, a little bit more pressure to, to succeed. So, sure. um, it can, it, it can sometimes make it difficult to continue to keep pushing and, and like continue to stay creative, but it looks like you figured that out and you guys have a, a really cool thing figured out. Now, Marcus sounds like a really, a, a really dope visionary. What yes. is one thing that you've learned from him that you've applied to what, how you're looking at your brand? Man, I, I love Marcus. Marcus is, is like the guy I want to be. And I think, you know, I could talk forever about Marcus, but I'm not gonna, um, cause I could, I will literally talk forever. If I learned one thing from Marcus, it's, there's a, there's a solution to everything. And I mean that from like a business standpoint, you know, I, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about business before I got to Portland gear two years ago. The basic, con- I didn't even know the basic concept of, of business, which is problem solving. I had no idea. And Marcus is such an amazing problem solver. He solved the problem of not being able to wear cool clothes in Portland because everything was touristy. So he made this logo, solved that problem. And he just, he finds ways. I mean, that he problem solving is literally the answer to everything is what I've learned. Yep. And there's Every- always, there's always a solution, whether it's through hell or high water, whether it's a sum of money or not a sum of money and it's a pivot in mindset or whatever, there is never a reason it's it's so difficult to be negative or to say sorry around him because he's just so forward thinking in that okay well that didn't work so let's let's go on to the next solution the tiktoks the tiktoks about my brand about the portland gear brand story flopped okay what's the what's the solution to that the solution was making better content making more relatable yep. content it's just there's and man he's just such a great guy <laughs> i just love that guy so much and Dude, that goes that, back, yeah that's it awesome goes, yeah it goes back to my you know, TikTok as well is like, you know, I'm sol- solving the problem of shitty content on TikTok that you have to sift through. There's always a solution to a problem. And 
a lot of people's stress comes from the, the unwillingness to find that problem. And I think, I think that's the other part of, of what I learned from him. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the word optimism can be thrown around in a buzzwordy kind of way, but I feel like just having the optimism to believe that there is a solution, your mind is primed to find solutions. Yeah. Where some people go in and automatically um, look at, I heard this concept living in between the gain or the gap. And the gain is like the things that are able to go well. And the gap is the things that are going wrong. And like the people that focus too much on the gap, <laughs> they don't find the gain. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was saying earlier is like, I'm, you know, so many of my friends and so many people just in general are just afraid to start because they know they're going to fail. And you are, you're not, so, I mean, obviously you're going to find the unicorn where you hit it out of the park the first time, but dude, failing is part of winning. <laughs> like you can't, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'll tell you this, cause I've been around people that did have a unicorn and that is absolutely not what you want because then you like it, it, it's better to learn from that iterative process to develop your your uh, self confidence, uh, your creative process throughout it. Because mm. if you if you expect that that home run out the park every single time, then you're setting yourself up to be really let down in the future. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. And that's why that's why I sort of love when my videos on my page flop, even though even when I think it's going to be a homer, because that makes the next video that pops that much sweeter. So, so let's go to that. What was the moment where you had something where it was like, a, oh, th this one, this one's really taken off Oh, where, yeah, where oh, yeah. you, so, you, on, on TikTok. So how many months in you started in January? What was, how many months in did you have a one that felt like, okay, your, your account is, is, um, about to take off. I had a, I had a couple in January. I, I have not missed a Off day of uploading. Awesome. Yeah. So, so it was like, Once it a was day? like, uh, I started with twice a day. Um, so I think three weeks into January, I probably wrote it down somewhere, but three weeks into January, I had a video about journaling that I noticed, like it was the first time that I sort of felt, felt like I was catching fire on a video. Um, it was a video about how to journal or like, or no, no, it was like, okay, I've taught you how to journal. Here's the topics now that you should write about. It was three simple little prompts. And I, I looked back at my phone after two hours of posting it and it was my first video that had 10 K views. And I was like, something's happening. And then I reloaded. Mm -hmm. And within that 30 seconds of me being like, wow, it's got 10 K it had 12.5. And I'm like, this is really something. Yeah. Um, yeah. That video didn't end up doing, I mean like for my account, which I think probably had, thousand and a handful followers at the time for that which it is which is where i'm at right now so that's yeah. promising yeah yeah I, I mean at that point i was like hey this is great i know what i'm doing and i figured out why it did well and it's because the editing because the hook and all this um but then i had a my first big big one was uh beginning of february mid-february i did this video um that was like here's one here <laughs> Here's one confidence hack that you can use every day. Here's how to get more confidence. And it's a real thing my friend taught me growing up who was an actor. He said, you just got to go to a room somewhere and stand with your arms above your head and smile like a crazy person. And that, <laughs> tricks, that tricks your brain into releasing endorphins. And then also this does something psychologically. So I made yeah, a really yeah. quick snappy video to that. Um, and it How sat, long? It was like 17 seconds. Yeah. And it was uh, edited and shot well. The light was all good. And I put it up and it did nothing for the first two days. And I'm like, darn, guess we'll do another one. But after that two days, it all of a sudden just 
to the moon and it was it was crazy and i think that that probably put me it over didn't do, it didn't do anything for two days it did it did reg you know it did, did like did, a thousand views and i was like did, okay this is regular did you post anything after that yeah yeah in, I did. like in between those two days yeah i so every yeah at that time i was still doing twice a day so i that was my first one of the day and i let that sit and then i do my afternoon post go to sleep nothing happens on either of those videos post my two uh, that day, go to sleep, nothing happens, wake up the next day, post my two. And at the end of that second day, that one confidence video from four or five videos ago started taking off. So, yeah, that's it's, awesome, it's, it's very uh, – yeah, that's the other thing about TikTok is that it's not chronological. Anything can happen at any moment pretty much. So I like where we're going here. Do you mind if – can we go into some like kind of practical ways that someone could approach creating on TikTok? Absolutely. Okay, so th what we're going to do is we're going to imagine this guy who is a food photographer. Okay. And he wants to go from working with clients to teaching about his food photography on TikTok. He's hesitant. Yeah. What, 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 number one, what would you say to him to, to make the case that he should be on TikTok? Uh, I would explain to him how – I would have that conversation that we had about how uh, TikTok is not like Instagram where it's you're supposed to be – exposed to all of these new things from new people from around the world that you don't know. Um, and you have this incredible once in a lifetime potential and chance to upload yourself to this platform that can and will skyrocket you with the right kinds of content. So I would probably, what I would say to him is you're leaving a lot of money and opportunity on the table by not being on this. Um, there is a tribe for you and they're, they're just waiting for you. And by you not being there is, is leaving money on the table. Yo, that yo, that was a clippable moment. I'm I'm gonna take that clip right there and just edit it up in my style. Clip <laughs> it, dude. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so he decides to go on. He's like, all right, let's run it. What's one thing he should avoid doing? Not having enough content. I would say make your account, but don't post on it until you have 14 videos. Mm, um, stack them. Stack them, baby. That's what I did. I literally that was actually half the reason why I started my account. I just sat sat down one night and I was like, I'm going to film 14 little clips of me. It was literally just me saying things like this, get off your phone. And that's it. <laughs> End of clip. That was, it was like 14 of those different, different ways. So I would say don't upload your first video until you have 14 or 15 of them. And then once you do kind of chill for a little bit, post two a day after seven days, make seven more videos and just all dude, if you can always be ahead of the, of the game, that, that is half the battle. Yep. I mean, that's, that's 75% of the battle there. Just always be ahead. I would, I, that's my advice for everybody. Whoever's watching this right now, don't, don't start posting until you are way ahead, way more ahead than you think you need to be. Okay. So how, how do you put that in practice now? Do you pick one day a week where you create seven videos or 14 videos for the week? Is, is that your process? Or do you kind of say, I'll pick and choose and I can do it here this morning that, that night, or is there like a kind of a system around how you create content? Yeah. So when I was just starting, you know, I, I had already consumed six months of like how to grow on TikTok. And the number one thing is like consistency. So before I even started my account, I made sure I had 14 shitty little, shitty little videos of me saying, get off your phone or whatever. Um, and then I would do a thing. I think I made it a point to shoot, shoot two a day, even after I had 14. So I was way ahead for the first month or so. Um, when I transitioned to doing one video a day, which was sort of March, end of Feb, March-ish, I, I would normally like shoot five on the weekend and then shoot two more or something during the week. The and week. I, would, I would edit 
um, I wouldn't edit them. I would just edit them in the mornings because I made also a point this year to wake up way earlier than I need to so I can do work like this. So I would edit everything in the morning. Sometimes I get one video done. Sometimes I get the whole week's videos done. Um, but the the biggest gripe for me as personally as, as Sean is getting set up. So like if I can get if I can get all my lights and cameras set up, that's the hardest part because I can edit whenever. Um, but as soon as everything's set up, I can I can shoot five or six videos. And just a little uh, side note to that: that is my exact approach right now. Really, I I shoot everything on the weekend, and I and and literally this weekend, I uh, I, I or two weeks ago, I decided to go um, every weekday. I was going to try to do two a day, mm. so I could take the weekends off. I don't know. Yeah. That's the that, that's like good for my like. I I notice like when I post, I have this like this like urge to want to check, and I just want to yeah. like kind of be a little more detached on the weekend if possible. Yeah. But that that is my exact strategy. Throughout the week, uh, I wake up morning, drink my coffee, and and I get after a couple of, couple of the edits. Yes. So I, I I like that strategy for batching being ahead. It feels so good to be ahead of it and like knowing that you're ahead of the game. Yeah, it's awesome. Nothing, uh, okay. nothing stresses ahead, me ahead. out more. I was just going to say, nothing stresses me out more than like, I'm stressed right now. Cause my, my drafts on TikTok are empty. I don't have, I just got, I have to export things. I have them all done. I just got to export them, but it's such a good feeling looking at your drafts, you know, cause it shows up on your feed. Like it says drafts, however many I once had 14, like pristine, like modern Sean videos in drafts. And I was like, dude, I'm chilling. I could go on vacation right now and be all good. Um, it's just such a good feeling. Why did you change from going two a day to one a day? So I went, I went from two a day to one a day because I was creating videos without thinking about them. And I was getting these one-off viral hits where like this video would do way better than this video, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't adjust my shooting style or editing to a comp- to, um, to plan for that. So I wanted to take more of a methodical approach, um, to creating content. So like, doing one a day lets me create less content on the weekends and more and let me focus more on the things that I was doing well in the previous week. Um, so I just, yeah, I slowed down because I wanted to take more time as opposed to just like, cause like once you get off your, off your feet, you know, on the first month of posting two a day, it's really just about how much you can post and you're giving the algorithm more and more opportunities to put you, put you in front of the right people. But I think once you are in front of the right people, that's sort of when you can, sort of slow down and say, okay, what's working and what's not, what do I need to do? What do I not need to do? Um, have you seen people repost old content that works? Uh, yeah, yeah and actually, do you, yes. do you recommend it? Um, you know, that's a tip that's thrown around a lot in these like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've got a, uh, a friend of mine, um, on TikTok. His name is Robbie and Penny. Um, his account has 10.7 million followers and his whole thing is, it's sort of children's content. Um, so it's pretty, pretty cringy and pretty goofy. Um, Penny is his dog and his dog is like this talking dog that talks. Um, he says Built that for TikTok. <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. He, he says that he'll only repost content when he just, he had no time in the day to shoot new stuff. Um, he thinks it's important to post every day, obviously, mm. but if, if you can try to post something fresh, if you want to repost something that did well, just reshoot it, like literally remake it. That's what, so that like goes into like why I did tw- 20 yep. testing your attention spans. Um, but he, I watched him do this the other day. He reposted his most famous video. It got originally got a hundred million views. Um, and he reposted it just a couple weeks ago and it did 15 million. So it's still slammed. 
Um, so like if you've got a winning piece of content, it's winning for a reason. But really only use that as your last resort, I think. And the beauty of TikTok and the, the probably what you can make the case for TikTok is there's a good reason to repost is that mm-hmm. the for you like its ability to get you in front of new audiences yep. mm-hmm. where um, there's, there's still going to be millions of people for him that are seeing it for the first time. Yep. And the people that have already seen it. Oh, I've only invested 10 seconds of my time. I can swipe my thumb and uh, it's it's you know, it's not that much of a cost to me. Yep. Going back okay. to the Instagram thing real quick. Sorry. To no, all good. All good. If you were to do that, if, dude, if I were to make a banging video on Instagram and it goes crazy on the feed, not on reels, if I were to post that and it does great. And then three weeks later, I'm out of content and I repost that same video. Of course, people are going to be like, Hey, you just posted this loser. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like on TikTok, it's just, it's all new eyes all the time. All new guys all, all the time and That's gals. Right. Uh, okay, so so what is one thing that you believe about short video content in general that others may disagree with you on? Oh, that's a wow. Wish I uh, had like a study guide for this uh, podcast. That's a great question. Um, I think I think the person who isn't making TikToks will easily discount short form video because they. Th- think that it can't add value because how could you add value in 15 seconds or less? Mm-hmm. But I think just the opposite. I think that's part of the fun actually of making videos on the internet, just in general now, not just for TikTok, just the internet. You have to capture attention. I think, I think finding the solution that is there of how do you capture an audience's attention in such a short amount of time is the biggest question of the 21st century. And to be a part of that and to figure that out is such a such a wonderful challenge. And every single behemoth platform is competing for that type of content. Every Dude, yeah. single one of them is investing hundreds of millions of dollars into that. So as a creator, if you're not optimizing for that, you are leaving money on the table because We're that's leaving, where att- yeah. the, the attention is. Yes, that's I agree. A, that's a great point, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's an exciting concept for me because I, there's this quote, I think, I don't know who said it, so I'm not going to s- pretend I know it might've been Abraham Lincoln. It might've been Mark Twain. <laughs> um, but, but the, <laughs> it might've been like a crazy guy at, at you know, at, at, at McDonald's. Right? Yeah, right, right. But like he, he said, um, I was gonna, I was, I'm going to butcher this. I was going to write you a short note, but I didn't have time. So I sent you a long note instead because it's easier to like, just say all your ideas. It's harder to create something short that is actually cohesive and, and makes an impact on people. Dude, totally. And I think that's a, that's the valiant challenge and endeavor of social media is how do you distill the most exact and precise and value bringing points into such a short amount of time? Cut the fat off. It's all about the facts. Cut the fat off. And, and, and you are incredible at mastering the first couple seconds of the video. Hmm. The, I've noticed your hooks are strong. I you know, that. When I was scrolling through your content, now tell me how you approach them and how this guy could think about approaching them if you're going to give him advice on, on how to create these shorts. Yeah. The hooks uh, specifically, it, the first five seconds. If I were to talk to to Mike, the food photographer about hooks, it would be state the end of the video 
uh, rather state what you're going to gain from this video. By the end of this video, you're going to know how to use the 18 to 55 lens to shoot spaghetti better. And now that's mm. a very neat, that's a very niche hook, but you have to give the, you have to hook the audience. And this is still something I'm learning. Um, but you have to figure out how to get someone to watch your video all the way through because that the watch time is the diamond metric that is, is accounted for when you're trying to get something to go viral or trying to grow. So I would say state the value that you're, that you're bringing and just tell a story, both state the value and introduce your story that you're telling in a way that's digestible by the common person to where any idiot off the street, dude, two seconds, people say three seconds, but I'm saying, I'll tell you two seconds if you can. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just get it. Just yell it out. Talk next talk quick. year. It might be one. <laughs> it might dude, be one second. <laughs> it's, that's probably how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Awesome. That's great insight. So be very clear what the person's going to get out of it in the quickest amount of time, two seconds, if possible. That's something I, I can absolutely improve on myself. I think though, um, I, I think there's a counterpoint to that in that you can hook them and tell them exactly what they're going to learn, but there's a really tasteful way you can lead someone down a garden path and not really have an idea of what the end is going to be. Uh, I've been mm. experimenting with that. I have a whole slew of videos that I have this experiment. I don't say this is how to improve your productivity. It's literally just me telling a story. And the hook is the mystery of not knowing what's next. So you have to figure out, like I, I did a video yesterday that did better, better than it, I've been performing recently. And it started with me going, so I got this new jacket in the mail and it was a little bit more green than I thought. I have no idea where it's going to end, but I'm going to so, watch so to find out. Th that piques curiosity. That yeah. piques curiosity. Like, I want to know, what, like, why, yeah, yeah, what's wrong with it being more green? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it doesn't always have to be so clickbaity. It can be really authentic and, and genuine in that I did get a green jacket and it was too green. Okay, what is, but the answer to that, the hook is, well, what does that mean for this guy? Yes. Okay, I like it. I like it. So, so master that hook. Watch time is the diamond, mm -hmm. the diamond metric. Exactly. How many followers does this person need to have before they think about monetizing? Should they start, even if they're not monetizing, like when should they start thinking about monetizing? And then what would be, you know, maybe that's not your, your industry, food photography, but like what would be, uh, where, where, where would you point him in the direction to, to, to start monetizing this content? Um, I so I would say the number is 10,000 because it looks, it's a pretty sexy little number to have on your name. 10 K. Most people don't have a K five, if they're under 10, you know, five digits. Yeah. 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 Well, it's got the K under the, you know, your, or whatever. Um, but then, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, it just looks influencery. If that makes sense. I'd say the mm. first thing you start selling is LUTs is presets for Lightroom. If you're a food photographer or a photographer in general, digital download. Exactly. And that's a great way of making passive income. You send someone to a link, five bucks, you get 10 LUTs. Sell five of those a day, it's 25 a day. That's a lot of money per month. Not a lot, but it's it's a good amount per month. And then you scale from there. I would say downloads. Do you Especially think that on TikTok, TikTok, something to sell is something like that that's more of like an approachable, almost like a impulse buy kind of price level, like a $27 or or or, you know, would you recommend someone to, to do like a 99 or like $200 product on TikTok? I think you can start doing 99 to, I think you start doing bigger ticket items when you become a bigger ticket yourself. I think, Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but the more followers you have, the more credible, the, the perceived value of your information is 
yep. way higher, right? So, um, you know, I would probably say when Mike, the food photographer, gets to 50K to 100K, he can start selling a course. He can start selling a three-week course on how to go from zero to 100 as a food photographer. And it, yep. would, it would be low effort for him to create this course. Uh, it would just be 14 modules of here's where to start, here's how to be the middle, and then here's how you make it a business. And I think that's sort of when you start selling a course. And then at 10K, doing the LUTs, you know, more of like a, that's like the lower tier, 50K, ramp it up a little bit. Yeah, 50K, maybe you start doing one-on-one consultation calls about the business of food photography. And then 75K, you start start teasing a business. You sell a um, food photographer's handbook, the 10 things you need to know about getting into food photography. And then 100K hits, here's my course where you can get personalized instruction from me on how to make six figures shooting meatballs or whatever it is, you know? So, so you're at, you're at, you're at 400,000 now. Mm-hmm. How are you thinking about monetization? Are you totally in audience building mode or are you going to go, you going to get into some merch? Yeah. What, what are you thinking about? Well, I've told myself that I'm not going to start selling my services until 500,000. And I don't, I really couldn't tell you why. And that's such a, to me, that's such a credible number. Um, it looks nice and everything. I've thought about selling consulting, um, but I would have to consult on video creation and editing and TikTok and social media help. There's no way I'm going to be responsible for someone's mental health. My whole thing is sort of mental health, productivity, yada, yada. I don't want to yeah. tell someone as a th- unregistered therapist advice that's going to mess up their you know, yeah. as much as I'd like to, I can give, I can talk to you as a friend all day long. As suggest, a homie. Yeah. yeah. But like, there's no way I'm going to have someone, a kid pay me to tell them how to get over their, you know, their girlfriend. That, that doesn't seem ethical to me. And just, I think medically probably very wrong. So I've thought, yeah, I've thought about consulting on content creation cause I've been doing it since I was a child. Um, yeah. And, uh, but I just, I don't have the time for it and I'd rather do it when I'm at a, a really, really credible point. What about, have you had to turn down sponsors at this point? So I actually just started, just now started getting sponsorship emails. I had a couple of videos that went crazy a couple of weeks ago and I think they all came from that. I had like an influx of five or six and I turned down a couple because they were just like way out of my niche, but I'm currently working on one that I'm probably not allowed to mentioned, but there's one that I'm going to do. I have the content all made and I'm just waiting for approval. You started to get sponsors to reach out to you around 400,000. I would probably say three, yeah, 350,000. Yeah. Around there. Um, or let's say 300,000. I'll probably say that, but I will say prior to these people reaching out to me, I made myself a media kit. That's like well-designed. It's Sean Ulashin, TikTok creator. It says my niche, says my audience, my metrics, a, a umbrella statement about, you know, what I do, excuse me. And I shopped that around to a bunch of these apps. Like I'd love to work with, uh, um, uh, head, headspace. Cause it's all, it's, I, I would actually be, just love it'd to be work a no with brainer. Headspace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I started like just emailing kind of a template to uh, a bunch of these brands and apps and companies being like, I'll promote you for money. None of not, no one's responded, and I really haven't put a lot of effort into thinking about how to do that correctly. But I do have all the marketing materials I need for myself to to totally. do that if I really wanted to put energy into it. So, are you negotiating like the terms of that yourself? Yeah, the the yes. the, the one that you're working with right now. 
Yes. Yeah. So I don't have any he's representation just, or anything, but yeah. He's winging have, it. Like, yeah. Well, so it's kind of funny. I have this friend um, who you might've seen actually on TikTok. Do you know Tejas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. So he, he was my first ever TikTok friend. We met in January right after I started. Um, and he had, a, I was so mad because he had 2000, we had the same, we had like three, a handful of thousands of followers when we met. He had one freaking video about Logan Paul that skyrocketed all of a sudden he's got a hundred thousand i'm here with nine thousand or whatever and i got i was like dude i let this kid so i we've always been in competent friendly competition of like yeah yeah yeah. do better but he did he did a a sponsorship with uh i don't know if it's still up but with venmo and um he had one hundred eighty thousand followers at the time and he told me the price that he pitched to them and that they willingly paid and i'm not going to say it but it was a lot it was more than you expected it was a flick ton it was like for the for for like what i thought was reasonable and they said yes and it's venmo so it's super corporate and everything yada yada yeah, yeah. so i was like okay and then so by that time we had sort of a similar we've sort of been pretty similar up until now so um about a month ago uh this current one reached out to me and they're like hey we saw your stuff love it blah 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 i can say it's a therapy company and um I sent him my one pager, which has my price on it, which is solely based off of that one interaction with Tejas that he said, because he, he was just like, I don't know this number. And they're like, done. So I was like, well, I could do that too. So I did. And it worked. Um, and that sort of goes toward, yeah, it's great. That sort of goes to the point of like, TikTok is still the wild west of nobody really knows the prices of anything when you're getting into influencer marketing. Instagram's been around for 12 years or whatever now. And it's sort of, I won't say it's run its course because it's very much still a, a viable you know, space, but brands and businesses are run by these older people, nothing against boomers, but they don't, they don't know what's a reasonable price or not for TikTok. So it's now on the creator <laughs> to be genuine. <laughs> it's, I'm serious. It's now on the That's creator funny. to be genuine about That's like- That's funny to me. Yeah. It's like- it's like getting your car fixed. Like, I don't know. Like, like I go there. I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know how much that costs. I'll just give you some money on it. And like, exactly. (laughs) But ethically it's, I'm fine saying that number because like that all, that's what I would charge for like a freelance video. Like it's paying, it's expensive, but it's also paying for my knowledge of how to edit videos and how to tell a good story. Bro. Totally. And the trust that you've built with your audience and like the future trust of all the people that are like the like the backflow of content you're going to get. Like I, I totally I don't think brands pay creators enough. So yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I think there's a lot of instances where like, you know, they're, they're, they're smart. They, they understand where like it's a it's probably a numbers game to them. It's probably working like working with um how labels work with artists. They, they mm-hmm. sign 50 people. One of them takes off. Right. And they get a return on everything. Like all they need is one of these videos to make a huge impact, and right. they get a return on everything. Yeah. Uh, so you sent. Um, so you're not. Are you going to wait to five hundred thousand to actually do that video? Uh, no, no. So I have it all made. I'm gonna. I'm gonna post it. I'm saying I'm waiting until five hundred thousand to like start to sell start stuff yourself. Like myself. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably sell like consultation on yeah, 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 yeah. or something or yeah, shirts, yeah. whatever. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. I think honestly, my biggest, uh, the product that I want to sell is a journal that's like a custom Sean Ulashan journal that has like, you've probably seen like template journals that are like, totally. how did your day go? How did you feel? I want to just make one of those 
And with at Portland Gear, like I work with so many amazing people that like know how to source products like that. So it's like a no brainer to just do that and have it branded all with my stuff and just have a you know fulfillment center somewhere. But really, you know, that's something I can really get behind. I'm not going to sell like a a Gildan shirt with my logo. Like I could, but like if I could sell something that also adds as much value as my content is, I'm gonna. Yeah, and then and I mean your content is very much. Um, like I said before, it's interactive. It's like applicable as soon as you watch it. And, yeah. you know, like getting a shirt, like it's, you know, anyone could get a shirt, but if I get a journal, like I can put that in action the same way I can put your content into action. So I think it's aligned with everything that you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So no, this, this is good, man. Cause I think you talked about it too. Like it is the wild, wild west for the brands, but also creators. So like the yep. goal is a creator hears this and they can think about the way you're thinking about yeah monetizing you know your philosophy on it and you know pull little bits and pieces they that they can apply to their work Mm -hmm. now there's a piece of content that i want to wrap this up with that you said in one of your videos and i think it's important um you said no piece of advice is better than this one relax yeah so tell me how you think about that as it applies specifically to creators and then also um yeah, just the importance of that. Just kind of like, yo, letting go a little bit. Yeah. So I'll be honest, that video, I was so frustrated because I was like making video. I literally was making videos all morning and I had just posted one and it was flopping hard. It was like a big, like produced classic Sean video and it just was not doing well. I could tell the trajectory was in the dumpster. So I deleted it and I just set up, I just did, I literally think that's the first video I've ever produced in the TikTok app. But I was just, it was like straight from the heart. (laughs) And I was like, dude, I need to freaking relax. I'm going to say it. So I did it and I'm like, hey man, relax. And the philosophy behind that is shut up, relax. It's all good, man. You're going to be fine. Like it's just, we get as creators, myself, I think the most as creators, we just get so in our head about like, dang, my numbers are down. Dang, this person's doing better than I am. Dang, I'm not at the whatever, you know, like, hey. It's the wild it's the wild west. It's social media, dude. People don't actually care about you as much as you think they do. Get over yourself and make better videos. It just it just that's just relax and find the what I'm saying by that is like find the the main thing that you're after. Is it just views or is it actual value? Yep. And I think for most, I think definitely for you and for me and Tejas and all these people, it's value. And I think once you get too caught up, once you get lost in the sauce, baby, it gets game over for you. You just focus on the one thing and and just let it be good. You know, that relax message, it was so important. And I could tell that it was raw. It was like yeah. it was different than all your other videos, but it actually inspired me to literally relax because I was yeah. in that same state of mind where I was like, oh, I got to get this done. I got this meeting at 12. And I was just like, yo, like it doesn't freaking matter. It's man. all good, dude. I was literally seething mad. I was so I was sweating. I was like can't believe that video flopped can't believe these videos are probably going to flop that i just filmed that i spent hours filming just now gotta get this raw moment on on camera and i think i it's it's a very authentic video and i'm glad i'm glad you picked up on that but yeah it's just it's all about letting go just just do your thing see what happens if it doesn't work all good because guess what the sun's going to come up tomorrow and you could do it all again and post another (laughs) (laughs) yeah um do, do you have any practices around um on uh disconnecting do you are you always locked in um, yeah, man, like I, uh, this whole year is, is, I mean, my tick, my TikTok is a real reflection of like what I'm trying to be as a person, yeah. you know, and like, 
aside from a million followers on TikTok, the other half of that is like, okay, how can I be a better human being? Um, Bo Burnham is really hot right now because of his special. I don't know if you've seen it, but he yeah. said in an interview, um, probably way years before this special, but he said that once you learn to live life without an audience, that's when you really start to unlock things. And that mm-hmm. re- I saw that last week and it just hit me like a ton of bricks because it, we're just so everybody, everybody is so locked in, whether it's Instagram or literally your email. So I make it a point, I'm doing my best to not be on my phone first thing when I wake up for an hour and last thing I, I won't go to sleep with my phone. I think yep. it's, I think it's the talk. It's toxic for your brain and toxic for your mental health. And it's just, nobody, nobody talks about that. And because ev- everybody wants to be liked and seen and everything. And, but, but just t- remove yourself from that for a second. Tell yourself that human beings are not meant to have 1 million people following them around physically in the world at all times. So just relax and put your phone down. I love it. Now, a, a year from a day, a year from today, what is one win that you've accomplished that you're most proud of when it comes to the content that you, you've been creating? Um, a year, a year, like a year ago today. A year from today. Mm. I would like to be able to say that I uh, created content that has a real impact and that I can sustain myself fully off of my ideas. Um, Mm. I think that's like a full actualization. I think of the creative mind is like to be able to create what you want to make and know that you're impacting people. And then at the same time, be financially all good. And like, not even saying like, I don't want to be rich, but like, I just want to be able to know that I can upload a video and be all right for a month. You know what I mean? That kind of, I just, I would love that. Listen, I'm rooting for you. I truly appreciate the content that you're creating. I, I appreciate your time on the podcast and shedding this information. I feel like a lot of people are, are going to gain value. But again, the whole principle is as long as one person gains value. Uh, yeah. And now that one person, if they want to go and find you, uh, w- w- what's the best place? Yeah, I mean, my TikTok is, is what we're all talking about here. So my TikTok is at uh, Sean Ulashin. That's Sean, S-E-A-N. And then my last name is o-u-l-a-s-h-i-n um that that's probably it <laughs> probably just send you my tiktok and then get the journal when it drops get, get his, the journal when get, it drops yeah. yeah yeah it's coming beautiful out man soon at some point yo this was so much fun man thank you for Dude, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show thanks so much for having me this was awesome man